five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to a bonus edition of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, the solo voice for this bonus episode that we are broadcasting live on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Mixer, as well as Periscope on Friday, May 1st. It is 8 p.m. just after that Pacific time, and I thought it was appropriate to tune in and share some thoughts on the Vancouver Titans. Um, as many of you know, one, if you tune into the podcast, or two, you've just been following along on social over the last few days, uh, some things have started to occur. So I thought what I would do is kick off this bonus edition to share some of my thoughts on what has taken place and provide some insight as to what I will think or what I think will happen over the next few days uh, as we get into uh, next week. Because, again, if you tuned in the last episode, the one certainty that we have here, and I should probably put certainty into air quotes, is that the Vancouver Titans play next weekend. And that is, again, playing against North American teams, at times conducive to North American teams. So... The hope is that I can provide that insight to you for those listening in uh, live, but also for those of you who will be listening to this bonus episode through your normal podcast listening habits. And then for those of you who are here live, I'm going to try to answer some questions that you might have. Again, all it is is opinion, conjecture, and, uh, and I'll do my best to address them live. So again, solo show, might as well go into a abbreviated version of the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. Last episode, we said that there is likely going to be change of some sort. And we didn't know what the change might be. We kicked around the idea that it might impact player personnel. Uh, and again, I mean, we, we look back at what has transpired over the last few weeks in the world of the Vancouver Titans. We had a number of players quite visibly remove any association of the Vancouver Titans from their social media accounts, from their names in Vancouver Titans Discord. And we started to see some really odd conversation. The problem was, is we didn't know what would occur. And that announcement that came out essentially a week ago, I mean, last a few days, where the Vancouver Titans were returning to the schedule, returning to the Pacific Division, which again created confusion because we view it now as North America and Asian, but North America actually had an Atlantic division and a Pacific division, although even that seems to be going a little bit out the window. But that confusion, you know, what, or that was created was based on the fact that we knew we currently had a roster all based in Korea. So what was going to happen is this Korean based team now coming back to North America, were they returning to Vancouver? Uh, and we asked those questions. So before I actually talk a little bit about what's happened since, I wanted to provide a quick update uh, that uh, I was able to get, and I, I sort of jokingly say get, uh, since the last episode. So I asked a bunch of questions uh, of the team. I had sent it in through normal channels, and I had not heard anything back uh, in time for our 
previous episode. Uh, I shared as much on that episode saying that we asked, well, one, where is that team going to go? Um, are there going to be any changes to the roster? And uh, an additional question uh, was based on the fact is that will there be anyone uh, sort of filling in either on an interim basis or a permanent basis, uh, the role of general manager, the, the uh, vacancy that was created with the departure of Anthony Morocco from the uh, Vancouver Titans and Seattle Surge as he, he covered both teams. Well, I had a chance to speak to a, a member of the Vancouver Titans content team. Uh, this conversation took place uh, just a, a, a few days ago, and uh, it didn't start off entirely well. One of the challenges is that members of the content team of the Vancouver Titans are only provided as much information as they is necessary so that they can create the content that in turn can be pushed out to, for public consumption. So the conversation started off with sort of that disclaimer. I fully understand. Again, they only know as much as they know, and I can't imagine that they're going to go and ask uh, or answer questions and guess. I mean, that's fine. I respect that. So knowing that, the three questions, which were forwarded in, in advance, and then again, I recapped in this, this conversation. The first one is, are there, uh, should we expect any changes to the roster? And the answer was, no comment, nothing to share. You know what? I didn't expect an answer. Even if it was someone from the player operations side, that wasn't going to be a question that they could answer, but I, I think it would be uh, remiss of me not to actually address that. Second question, with the Vancouver Titans returning to the Pacific Division, are they coming back to Vancouver? Or might they be returning to North America, but possibly somewhere else? And the basis for that question was simply doing some logistical Googling, really. Uh, there are direct flights still between uh, both Seoul as well as Los Angeles. And in turn, uh, none between Seoul and Vancouver without connections. There's also the practical uh, um, situation, and practical is maybe not the best adjective to describe, but the Quarantine Act in Canada, which is a law that is currently in effect, requires anyone who enters Canada to go into 14 days of quarantine. We're talking like full-on isolation. And when you arrive, you have to have a plan that says, I am going from here to wherever that place of isolation happens to be. I will not leave that place of isolation. I will not go out for groceries. In fact, I need to tell you the plan that I have for people to get me groceries, get me food. Um, I need to describe what those next 14 days will look like while I live in whatever box it is I happen to go to, whether it's a house, whether it's an apartment, whether it's a hotel room. I need to isolate. I can't, I can't see other people. In fact, I can't sort of leave that space. So coming back to Canada, obviously, uh, in, the, in the current situation as it is, would be difficult. So the answer, again, I got from the, the member of the content team, uh, nothing that we're able to share, not that, uh, nothing that we know. It's unfortunate. Third question um, we, we had asked is, again, uh, would there be anyone else who uh, would uh, be taking over in the role of general manager? And the answer that uh, I received was, well, we have, you know, nothing that we're able to share right now. We can tell you that uh, the uh, the person that's currently in charge is Tim Holloway, esports director, and that he has a team. But nothing further that we can add. So the position that I'm sort of in is that I've gone in, I, I've forwarded off questions, and I, I've been straight up, hey, here, here's the three. <laughs> and... I am told by someone from the content team, hey, let's see if I can answer them. And I got really no answers. It actually frustrated me more that someone would tell me that, hey, I can help you 
and then tell me all the reasons that they couldn't help me. Um, this kicked off uh, eventually later that day, uh, another one of our, our quote unquote TED talks. I sort of express some frustration that I have. And I'll, I'll talk on, on this a little bit later. Um, because I have some ideas as to to what the the team might be able to do to address some of these concerns, and whether or not they completely executed, I don't know. But I, again, I want to come with solutions. But the problem here with this particular situation is you currently have a group of of individuals that we see within Titans Discord that we see publicly through social media, a content team that are, are unfortunately handcuffed uh, to to really address our concerns as a community. Um, I know that the, the content team is taking what they, we say and passing that on to whomever that might be. And again, I don't even know who that is because it's a difficult thing to actually get an answer to. Um, but nothing comes from it. So this all takes place. If you thought things could be tough as a Vancouver Titans fan, you know, I kind of thought Wednesday was it, but uh, boy, was I wrong because on Thursday, that's when the first of two balls dropped from the sky. The first one was that uh, the Vancouver Titans and Janu have uh, mutually decided to part ways. If Janu, of all players, is someone who didn't fit within the bigger picture, that blows my mind. Um, if only because he was actually one of the few players uh, on the, the previous roster again, we don't know what the current roster really looks like on the previous roster that hadn't completely severed ties with the Vancouver Titans. And again, this, this news came out and indicative of, of how this all goes down. Janu shortly after the announcement tweets, I am free. Now, a couple things about this one. Um, if he's in Korea, he was up mighty early uh, knowing that this was going to happen because when he tweeted that announcement, I would have, imagine it would have been in sort of the, the wee hours of what we would know as a normal morning. Uh, he subsequently updated his uh, social media to indicate that he's a free agent. And uh, there's the first of two balls that drop. About 30 minutes later, news comes out that the Vancouver Titans and coach Pajon have mutually decided to part ways. And soon after that, Pajon goes and, and shares news that, yes, he is no longer with the Vancouver Titans. He is sad to leave. Thanks to the fans for the support. And he, too, is now looking for a, a team. In between all of this taking place, you also had Vancouver Titans players uh, communicating to each other on social media in very cryptic fashion. Um, and what's... Weird about this is it's now sort of gone sort of long. It's drawn out. We've gone 30 minutes. Uh, Pajon is, is no longer the team. So as a community, whether you were in Titans Discord, RSP Discord, uh, on social media, Twitter, Reddit, wherever it happened to be, suddenly you're like, oh my goodness, things are happening. You've got Overwatch League talent actually engaging, saying, oh my goodness, things are happening. You had former Overwatch League talent saying, oh my goodness, things are happening. And then we waited. And 30 minutes went by and, whoa, there wasn't an announcement. Oh, maybe it's a little bit late because, again, we were simply providing this measurement based on the time between announcement one, announcement two. And then more time went on. And at this point, we've now entered this phase of a slow, painful death. We are being exsanguated. Uh, blood loss is happening here and it is, it is just, there's no end in sight. 
Eventually, we got a, a note from uh, the content team, the Vancouver Titans, that there was no further announcements for the day, this being on Thursday. And that's, again, all that we have available to share. So for those of us who were smashing the F5 button on our keyboard, trying to refresh Twitter and trying to understand where these announcements would be trickling out from, we now decide, okay, well, what does this all mean? Now, initially, uh, myself, Sam, as well as Omni, we talked about like, you know, should we come together and, and record a special episode, have a, a, a live stream? Because I mean, this is big news. And we've always said that we would go live if big news were to, to hit. Unfortunately, that uh, didn't really happen. Because again, we, we lost Janu, we lost Pajon. Um, technically speaking, the roster still has the numbers to, to compete in the Overwatch League. The minimum is seven. And there is Yang Wan, which and Dante is on the coaching staff. So technically speaking, um, there's a roster to to play technically next week. The problem is, I don't necessarily see Janu as being the last roster player as, as not being part of the team. In fact, I think that's a feeling that's held by a vast majority of those within the Overwatch League community, let alone us here in the Vancouver Titans community, as unfortunate as that might be. So that kicks off today, Friday. So everyone sort of gets the start of their day and wait for the announcements that are going to come. And we wait. And we wait some more. At one point in RSP Court, we started talking about White Spot Burgers. And if you've never experienced a White Spot Burger, you need to try it at least once. Triple O is the bomb. But why are we talking about White Spot Hamburgers? It's because what else are we going to talk about? We're all expecting more news, more juice, something to occur with the Vancouver Titans to make more announcements. And we wait. And we wait longer. And we wait some more. And then eventually the content team shares in Vancouver Titans Discord, hey, just so that you're all aware, um, there are no plans for any announcements uh, today. And once we know more, we'll let you know more. Well, as we've seen with the Vancouver Titans content team, they do let us know once they know it. The problem is, is they find out after everything is done. So, uh, you know, they're sort of living in the same world as we are. But again, if, if there are no further changes, let's say that hypothetically, there are no further changes. These were the only two. And yes, it, the release of Janu doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but who knows what's going on behind the scenes. And yeah, that might introduce a huge hole in the Vancouver Titans roster, but let's say hypothetically, there are no further changes. I would think with how the community is approaching the, the news, you would come out and say, hey, we're excited to be returning next weekend. We've got this roster. We've got a plan. But that's not happened. And the difficulty that that we have uh, in regards to this this type of news is that the Vancouver Titans do have history of sort of trickling information out and then eventually trickling out some more, but never actually giving us the full like you know hey we're done. Um, as a big fan of traditional sports, the hey we're done is something that does occur. Um, the the struggle that uh, that we see is that we don't know as fans what's going on. We know there's turmoil. We know there's craziness that's happening. So with that being the case, uh, the organization has currently left us as fans and as a community in complete limbo. Um, might there be more? I think there will be. Um, just sort of watching some of the, the comments that are coming in through, through chat right now is that, you know, is there hope for the runaway roster? Honestly, I don't know, but I, I don't see how 
we re- recover from what we currently view. I mean, is it possible that a, a player or two might might stick around? Sure. Um, but everything got thrown out the door when Janu was the first mutual departure. <laughs> I, I, again, I, I know nothing of what's going on behind the scenes, but he would have been the last name or at least one of the last names on my list as to uh, if there needed to be change, a change of being made. The other thing to consider as well, and I, I, I concede that maybe mutual sort of agreements to uh, sort of go in different directions might be easier to execute. Could it be that there are trades that might be happening? And and trades involve more than just a team and a player. They involve teams and players. And so there are I's that need to be dotted, T's that need to be crossed. And uh, in that particular perspective, that can take time. I think that's where sort of many of us in the community sort of thought, okay, we're going to hear more on Friday because Friday will share with us the, the things that are taking time. Didn't get anything today. Maybe tomorrow, Saturday, maybe over the course of the weekend, we'll get more. But to that, that point, what should we think about the, the roster? As, as unfortunate as it might sound, I think what we saw last compete is going to be quite a bit different when we see the Vancouver Titans return to the Overwatch League schedule uh, next weekend. And I, I'm not sharing anything that I know. I, I actually know very little. But, you know, based on there being as much smoke as there is, based on the small change, and I mean, it's a huge change, but the small change we've seen, yeah, tough spot. So what does this all mean? Well, if I were to hazard a guess right now, um, the decisions to whether it's release or trade players, they've all happened. Um, right now, it's the paperwork process that's that's currently hanging things up. Also, on top of that is as players and, and, and changes are being made, I would imagine new personnel needs to be brought in. Uh, could there be new coaching staff? Could there be new players? Uh, could there be new administrative or operational staff? I think there very well could be. Uh, the wild card in all this, it's not like you can sort of, you know, head down to your Overwatch League store and uh, grab a, a team uh, as as one might to want to do. Uh, if the top tier players are already in the league, you can't just go and pick and choose. Teams would have to want to deal. And, and then on top of that, you have this little pandemic uh, that uh, is obviously going to go and, and add some strain to the entire situation. So when it comes down to it, um, what is it that we do know? We know that Janu's gone. We know that Pajon's gone. We know that the Vancouver Titans technically have enough players to play, but we also know that the Vancouver Titans will be returning to play against North American teams at times conducive to North American teams. So there's one of two things that are going to occur in that world. One, the team returns from Korea to somewhere in North America where it's more convenient. Can't imagine the stress that would be involved in that, but I guess that's hypothetically a possibility. Or two, the team stays in Korea, accepts that latency is going to be horrible. And by the way, you need to wake up in the middle of the night to play a match. So if that's what has to occur with the existing roster, then plan B is you have a roster change. And that's where you might have a team in North America. And again, who is that? Don't know. And there's been rumors on, on social. There's rumors on Reddit as it being a, a you know, particular contenders team, tier two team being brought in. And, you know, at this point, the Vancouver Titans are not in a position of strength. Like if arguably they're going to go and click the reset button, they're doing so in the middle of a season, in the middle of a pandemic. You don't necessarily get the, the choice of, of the litter in that particular perspective. 
And so that takes us to that, that point where what next? So I told you right straight at the top, I have some ideas. Now, I have to give some credit to, to those in the community. One of them um, is, is Richard Eng. You might know him as Great Root Beer on, uh, on Twitter. He has uh, been an integral part in the Overwatch League community, both with the New York Excel uh, as well as Toronto Defiant, um, helping set up and, and, and being you know, engaged with the Five Deadly Venom supporter group in New York and uh, Toronto Alpha Flight in Toronto. Um, he is who I would consider a thought leader in this space. And if there's anyone from the Vancouver Titans that are currently tuned in, you need to seriously sit down with him, have a conversation. I would love for someone like Richard, if not Richard himself, to be involved, but sit down with him. He's got great ideas and he's not the only one. There are many of us in the community. Uh, some of our, our own listeners, some within the Titans community. I, I mean, us at RSP, we would love to help. And, and I think for all of us, we simply want to move the Vancouver Titans forward. We want them to be successful. So what he talked about is, is having a sort of team that you can sort of build around, start from, and build the brand, market, and build the connection. And he sort of talked about how you build the memories. And, and I think that that's what's firmly needed. If you get a team, and let's say it is a tier two team, but one that you're much, uh, it, you have much better access to market within North America and within sort of the Vancouver market. Uh, and this is not a knock against what we saw with Runaway and, and the roster that, that the Vancouver Titans had previously acquired. It provides a connection to the community that has been missing. Now, on the topic of runway, you'll be like, well, Chris, this, this entire team came with a community and did. But there's always been a, a struggle because if the team is, is in Korea, as they are, it makes it much more difficult for the team to be, be played in, in North America. And if you're looking to, you know, ingrain yourself into the Vancouver market, fortunately, that's, that's a, an, a con. That's not a good thing. It's not a knock against the players, the team, and the history, and, and the fact that Runaway Story was 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 is what it is. It's just reality of the situation. Conversely, you know, having that team here, you have that struggle. I mean, there are a number of different things that get in the way. We talked about this on a previous episode, but I can't imagine if if I'm one of the players of the Vancouver Titans that still remain on the roster, where I'm I'm in a foreign country uh, in a generationally extreme time. Like uh, None of us have, have lived through, you know, a, a, a pandemic such as this. Um, we would have to go back to, in some cases, our great-grandparents. And I can assure you, Overwatch was not around uh, back then. Uh, it wasn't a dead game then. It wasn't even a live game then. But if I'm them and I'm young and I'm in a foreign country, I have stress. So I would want to go home. But I, again, there, there's a lot of things that, uh, at play. So, to the point, like what can be done? I think you need to go and, and embrace that at this point, we, we're going to have to get what we can get. So what is it that we can do and where can we generate some form of win from this bad situation? And I mean, I don't think anyone wins at the end of the day, but if you're looking for positives, you find something that you can go and build a community around. It is extremely important to understand. And I think that you who have tuned into this, this live stream and those who listen to our podcast know it's we, the fans in the community that make the Vancouver Titans successful. Now, we have a, a, a relationship between the two. One does not beget the other. But if there's no one there to pay attention to the Vancouver Titans, there's no one there to buy merch, there's no one there to talk about the team, there's no one there to, to talk about those memories that are being created. And memories that are being created is something that Richard had, had really stressed as important, and I completely agree. Without us, what's the point of having the team? The brand doesn't have any form of purpose. So 
If anything, the Vancouver Titans need to go and press that reset button, find a team that can at least get us to watch players play a video game at the best level that they can, and then look at a way to get the community built up so that when we go into the following season, and boy, do I hope that there's another season, at that point, you make it better. You take a holistic approach and hope that you can turn things around. I, I, I am not going to go and suggest that there is a, 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 an answer that's going to go and solve all problems. I mean, think about it. The Vancouver Titans, they picked up Runaway, and they were essentially one win away from winning the whole darn thing. Um, as a Vancouver sports fan, I've been there a few times, unfortunately. But what we've seen take place this season is a combination of a number of unfortunate events and a number of things that uh, we as a the supporters group, as fans, as a podcast, don't quite know. And the reality is things have gone south. So the only thing that I can ultimately look at is what it is that I see with my own eyes. And that's where I feel that the Vancouver Titans lack the ability to connect with us as a community. And then in turn from there, you know, show us fans that it's worth continuing to tune in. So there you have it. My two cents. Now, the other component that I sort of wanted to touch on here actually has to do with community. So I've seen a number of things uh, take place over the course of the last few weeks. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I became that old man that yells at clouds um, over the <laughs> last week specifically. But you see the Dallas Fuel send out um, a care package with a personalized note, um, you know, thanking their fans and some of their, their biggest fans for, for supporting them. Um, you have the San Francisco shock. And as much as we as Vancouver Titans fans sort of love to rag on them, and that's a rivalry. I think there was, there was some life to be, to be had out of that rivalry. But you have the San Francisco shock just today have a fan showcase. They're actually talking about one of their, their, their biggest fans and telling the story of how he became a, a fan of, of the shock. And it was an evolution that occurred well before the overwatch league, you know, came to be any, and the story that was told showcases someone within the community. It shows, Hey, here's, here's someone. And, and one of the things they says, Oh, I get to talk to other people. I've told all of our listeners and those in RSP card. And I, I say this, you know, every so often on the podcast, one of the things that, excites me the most is I've been able to connect with people that I would have otherwise not been able to connect with if it wasn't for a video game, Overwatch. And then from there, by extension, the Overwatch League and the Vancouver Titans. Sure, we may have crossed paths at some point in time, but I don't think we would have ever been more than two ships, you know, passing a night. We wouldn't necessarily known we were there. And it's the team that's brought us together. So what the Vancouver Titans could do is they could look for those same stories and in sh- and, show what being part of something special really is. I shared an actual TED talk and I encourage those of you who have not actually uh, seen this video to actually check it out. Uh, A gentleman by the name of David Sivers talked about uh, leadership and, and the simple premise is that leadership is about embracing your followers. True leadership is not a person that says, here's what I am going to do and you're going to do it with me. True leadership is, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put myself out there. And if you want to do this with me, please come on board. And what it starts off with is a guy dancing at a concert and he's standing on the side of a hill or a mountain. And he's just waving his arms in there. Like he, he's dancing how I will dance. And trust me, it's not pretty, but he's having a good time. And, and 
someone comes over. When a person comes over, yeah, I'm going to have a good time with you. It might've been a joke. It might've been like, oh, you know, this is kind of silly. I want to be part of silly. And, and the two sort of, they, they embrace, they're like, yeah. And they're all, you know, dancing silly. And then a third person gets there and see, that's, that's when things start to change. A community is being formed around someone who's doing something, who's standing out there, and another person comes over, and they want to be part of it for whatever reason it happens to be. And then a third person, and now you start to sort of see this organic growth take place. So how does this relate to the Overwatch League, and specifically the Vancouver Titans? Imagine if the Vancouver Titans showed us some of the brightest stars in our own community, and there are a ton out there. And I, I can't go through all the names, but like you have artists like Jesse who puts together some of the greatest artwork. Um, you've got the, the Vancouver Titans family, as we often call them, whether it's, you know, Scroni, Katrina and, and their two sons who are at every event, who are going to be at a homestand, who, who are, despite all these issues, wanting this team to succeed. Wouldn't it be cool to learn more about this, this, this Vancouver Titans family, this gaming family? Because we can start to sort of draw these, these parallels and we can correlate these similarities. And like, I kind of want to be part of that. I want to be only part of the special movement. And, and as the team, these are people who are out there. Yes, they're not going to go and make these videos for you, but you got, you've got the talent and you've got people I would imagine that could go and execute on this. And Canuck Sports and Entertainment, for those that don't know that they're the ownership group behind the Vancouver Titans. They do stuff like this. And I've actually seen over the course of the seasons where they've embraced some of their fans. If you are a Vancouver Canucks fan, I can assure you, you have actually seen a video from a gentleman by the name of Clay Emo at Canuck Clay. He created parody music videos back in the day. And the Vancouver Canucks finally sort of embraced that. And then they actually had some of their players get involved. Now, does that still continue to happen? I actually don't know if I've, I've seen a sort of one of these parody videos, but like this is something that they've embraced. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks have also embraced this Johnny Canuck persona. There was a gentleman who created this Johnny Canuck persona, this lumberjack, and they've, they've embraced this. These are fans that, again, they take the first step, but then the team says, yeah, you know what? I want to show you what it's like to be part of this. So here you have this experience. You have this knowledge. You have this thought leadership within your entire parent organization Please, for the love of gosh, find a way to execute on the Overwatch League side. Anyhow, I have a lot more ideas and a lot more thoughts. The difficulty is that uh, when I start to get excited, as you can see, it gets been long-winded, and I know I've been riffing a whole lot uh, here. But I did promise an opportunity for you within chat to ask me questions, and I'll do my best to address them. I don't have all the answers. I don't have, you know, this magical, you know, bat line, I can pick up and say, hey, you know, mysterious Vancouver Titans player operations organization, what's going on? I got a live podcast right now, but I'll do my best to provide you, um, you know, the insight that I possess based on what I've seen with sort of tech sports entertainment over the years, um, what I've learned sort of following the Vancouver Titans. And again, I could be barking up the entirely wrong tree, but I found that what I've been able to look at generally has some foundation. So time for a drop. But let's do a little Q&A. Hey, Salhoff is my hero. I love Knight Rider. So while Hasselhoff is not my hero, I did love Knight Rider as a, as a kid uh, growing up. So um, going back and, and looking at uh, some of the questions that have come in through chat, and I, I, I saw, um, you know, like uh, one here. Oh, um, 
What about fan showcase montages? I think an opportunity exists, and we've sort of seen some video do that, like with some of the meetup thing. But it's not really fans talking about what it's like to be uh, a Vancouver Titans fan. Um, I've had the opportunity to to be interviewed on CTV. Uh, CTV came out to uh, cover the grand final last year, and and I you know shared some of the conversation there. But I mean that's that's you know mainstream media providing a thirty second you know maybe at most a two minute clip on a on the nightly news, and it's one and it's done. And we've seen sort of some of that on on radio and in newsprint. But I think when the organization goes and puts it together, they can actually piece together a story and a narrative to follow along with that. So again, sort of answer your 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 question or um XL. I think fan showcase montages work, but I would prefer to to have it go specific. Identify those key players within your 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 ecosystem. And there are a lot. I mean, I talk about the ones in the community that I know, but one of the things that I try to do is I try to, to pay attention to what's going on in social. The Vancouver Titans brand is international. Now, some of that has to do with the fact that they picked up Runaway, and I can see that that may change uh, between now and when we next broadcast an episode or two when the Vancouver Titans next play. But based on these international fans, wouldn't it be cool to talk about how they might follow the Vancouver Titans, say, in Australia or in Austria? Um, you know, is there a scene getting to know them? Um, you know, these are things that the team can do to showcase the community. And again, it's about wanting to go and advertise that this is a cool thing to be part of. There's energy here. I mean, the Vancouver Canucks hockey team, when they're successful, can turn Rogers Arena into an electric building to be inside. Everyone wants to be there. They want to be part of something special. And I think for us as Vancouver Titans fans, that's that's what we want to be part of. I mean, I think that's where we can go and, and we can make that magic happen. Um, another thing you'd come in is, did I see the post from uh, the Overwatch League's John Spector? So I actually did. I saw that just before um, I uh, fired up the, the stream. And so thanks for, for sharing that Schmidtstorm. So for those that haven't seen his, his post on, on Reddit, and it's going to be reported um, through pretty much every, you know, major esports publication and, and anything covering in the Overwatch League. We'll talk more about it uh, when we get into a regular episode. He touched on a number of topics. First and foremost, um, for those of us who have been missing tokens, um, we might be able to go and get some by watching the Overwatch League play on overwatchleague.com or through the app. I guess they've run into some technical challenges on the uh, end of YouTube to execute. And so they are looking for another way. And that's something that they're looking to evolve. He did address that. Yes. You know, when we made this transition, we sort of had what we had envisioned and we haven't been able to fully execute on that. Um, but had said that, you know, Google or, or YouTube have been um, partners in the process and are looking to evolve. He also addressed the fact that the, the VOD experience makes the Overwatch League much more accessible. And I, I actually can see that I find YouTube VODs to be superior to their Twitch, you know, VOD. And that's, just my experience, not to suggest it's universal. And he also talks about viewership going up in Asia. Well, I don't think that had anything to do with YouTube per se. It had more to do with the fact that you now have matches that are being played at times that make it a whole lot easier to watch. For every argument that I might provide that, oh my goodness, I can't watch the Vancouver Titans because they're playing at 1 a.m. or 3 a.m., well, bring them here and now you've created a problem for someone who might be in Korea or in Australia or or in Europe. I mean, again, it when you have international times, it just makes it a whole lot easier to go and, you know, average out your viewership. Conversely, I can't imagine Vancouver Titans viewership was all that good here in North America uh, when we saw those two matches uh, uh, when they're in the uh, the Asia team. 
the uh, other few things that uh, uh, John Spector talked about is sort of the May tournament format, and they're thinking about doing something like that uh, uh, subsequently in June and July, and then the possibility of then having all the teams come together for some form of playoff and a grand final, uh, and again, something they'll explore. I not to throw water on this, and I would encourage, obviously, anyone to take this with a grain of salt. With the world is as it is today, I don't entirely know if we'll see a grand final that we can attend or, or, or playoff setup that we can attend. Um, COVID-19 disease is not magically going to go away. And in, until such time as we're able to either vaccinate um, and, or have a, a treatment plan that is effective, there is a significant risk in bringing people together and large groups of people together. Now, that does that mean that there won't be some form of playoff or, or grand final where the teams are together? I don't know, but we'll have to think small scale. So I, I don't imagine we're going to see what we saw at uh, the grand final, you know, previously in Brooklyn or, or last year in Philadelphia take place this year. Um, and then as well, he talked a little bit about the fact that there was success with the homestands and that, uh, you know, the COVID-19 disease has gotten in the way of, of that and, and apologized. I, I completely understand. And this is something I think gets sometimes lost in the message that we hear at RSP share. Well, this pandemic is, is, has thrown all plans askew. It has totally like the Vancouver Titans. I'm sure they had a content plan they wanted to execute and they've had to iterate it on, you know, how many ever times over the course of the past month let alone maybe even a few weeks. But the problems that we speak to at the podcast here and within the community are not problems that are new, like the lack of communication and the failure to connect to the community. Even in the good times, we're talking about a team that was winning nonstop. They still struggle to talk to us as fans and connect with us and, and promote the community and foster the community. So you can't tell me that the pandemic was the reason that that didn't happen. And you might suggest, oh, hey, we had a plan to do this. And the pandemic got in the way. Ah, cool. What's the plan? And that noise that you just heard is the response that we've been receiving. So again, can you not see where the problem is? It, tell us, because we want we want to help. We we recognize that there are, are, are difficult times in front of us right now, and we want to to help. We want to be part of the solution. But by failing to to communicate at that level it only leaves us to, to get into the sort of the, the state that we're in. And uh, again, I want to stress, this has absolutely nothing to do with the, the, the people who work for the Vancouver Titans and the content side, uh, because ultimately whomever it is at the top level, whether it's Tim Holloway or, or somewhere in between, the decision has been made to not execute for one reason or another. And I don't know what that is. And I hope that that changes. Another question that I've actually uh, um, seen come in uh, elsewhere, and uh, let me sort of address that, is, um, you know, does it matter if the Vancouver Titans win? And I, I know sort of the, the running joke right now is that the Vancouver Titans are just going to pull six random people out a ladder and put a team together, and it'll be a blank slate of no pictures. It'd be unfortunate if that was the case, but let's say arguably that is the case. That'd be bad. But whether or not the Vancouver Titans win, um, in my mind, isn't important at this point. I've been through some tough times with the teams that I followed in traditional sports. I'm a Vancouver Canucks fan. I can assure you there are some tough years. I'm a BC Lions fan. I can assure you there are some tough years. I'm a Vancouver Whitecaps fan. I can assure you there are tough years. Sometimes it feels like in Vancouver there are more tough years than good years, but 
the tough years have never told, like discouraged me from being part of it. Where I become irritated is when I'm not sort of shown value as to being there through thick and through thin. If you don't show me value for being there uh, when it's thick, you're sort of banking on the fact that I'm going to continue to come back because I want to be there for the winning. But then when things get thin, you'd think that you might go and do something about that. And that's not really what's happened here. So that point, is it important that the Vancouver Titans win? I would love for the Vancouver Titans to be competitive and to put together a team that we can see compete. I truly want that. I don't know if they'll be able to do that and execute, but hey, people suggested that Runaway uh, was not, uh, you know, owl level as fanboy triggering as that might be. So maybe there's another opportunity out there to find a team that might gel. And that sort of segues into the the conversation of of Runaway. And this is a topic I sort of want to touch on. And I know this might not be as popular to those who have followed Runaway and now are Vancouver Titans fans as a result. I don't think the Vancouver Titans really understood what they had when Runaway joined um, the organization. Now, it's not to suggest they didn't think they had a competitive team. It's not to suggest that they didn't have a, a strong brand. But what I think they... The, the organization or whomever it might be, the powers that be failed to appreciate was that this real loyal base of fans that followed this team were so connected that the moment any changes were to occur, it would cause a schism. Now, schism might be a strong word, but that's what we saw when Bumper was not brought back. He's gone and people are like, oh my goodness, I can't believe he got rid of Bumper. I mean, I don't know the reason to get rid of Bumper. We'll never find that out. I mean, I'd actually be shocked if the Vancouver Titans were to say, oh, here's why we made this decision. I mean, in traditional sport, we're somewhat accustomed to getting the cliche answers where uh, a leadership position, whether it be a GM or whomever comes in front of the mic and says, oh, you know, we were looking for, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z, and we felt that uh, player A didn't fill that role as well as player B or option C. And then the next time there's a change, oh, we were looking for X, Y, and Z, and we, you know, it's the same answer over and over and over. But at least there's someone sort of that gets in front of the mic. The buck stops here guy, the person that's the face and the voice, not just the two sentences you see on a tweet. That does not exist. But the problem is that you started to go and fracture a fan base that you you have that's very passionate about this. And now what's taking place is the greater divide. And ultimately, let's say this, this runaway team breaks apart because of what's taking place right now. And even if it's only a portion of, of what we knew as the runaway roster stays in Vancouver, or if none, there is a significant number of people that are, are leaving. They're going to follow those players and that's perfectly fine. Do not let anyone, and I don't imagine any of you, do not let anyone tell you that you are wrong if you don't support the Vancouver Titans because the players that you've continued to support don't play for them. I am a biased Vancouver sports fan. I, I I'm going to cheer for the Titans and I'm probably going to also continue to hold the Titans to task for as long as they might exist. That's what I will do. The Vancouver Titans could go and dress team RSP. And if you happen to tune into our live stream, when we took on Timberland concepts, you can obviously imagine what that would look like. And I would still follow the Vancouver Titans, but there are going to be a lot of people that won't. So again, this sort of goes back to the other issue is that if that's going to happen, you're pressing the reset button. It's time to reset your brand. It's time to go and, and build a new foundation and build up from that. The Vancouver Titans brought in the pre-built. 
it's like a prefab house. And what they ultimately have now come to a conclusion is that maybe the house isn't exactly the way they had wanted it. And they've tried to make adjustments. They've, they've started to renovate a little bit and they might maybe be renovating the entire thing for all we know, but it's time to start fresh. And that, again, I think if the Vancouver Titans were to have a time machine, I seriously wonder, did they go back in time and give up the success that they would have seen in that first season with a team like Runaway and possibly go this direction that they are going now, whatever it might be, if it's a matter of simply we're going to go and build it up from the ground. Yeah, we might take some existing pieces to to help with the foundation, but we're going to build it from the ground. Whereas the success that we saw with Runaway also brought with it Runaway. Anyhow, again, I I don't know uh, what that uh, would all pan out to be. So just sort of going back, and again, I apologize for missing chat. Uh, I am not going to go and talk about NBA as much as uh, there are those like Omni who happen to jump in a chat here might suggest I do. NBA is dead to me. Um, Question, what if we get an all-Canadian team? Uh, If we're going to get bad, might as well get a connection with the players. So... uh, I've talked about this in previous episodes, how I thought that Toronto in, in picking up Canadian players was making a smart marketing decision. They're, they're sort of, uh, they're wrapping themselves in the Maple Leaf. Now they're not exclusively a Canadian roster. Let's make that very clear, but it was a spot that they wanted to own. Now I don't know the decision process, but they decided that we're going to own this space. Could the Vancouver Titans go and do that? Yeah, maybe. I mean, the Montreal Rebellion, um, which the Toronto Defiant tossed aside, I mean, it might be an opportunity, but they're again, not all Canadian players. Uh, I, I'm not against the premise, but then if you do that once, you, you can't then suddenly go to an entirely different roster. I feel like you, you know, I, I don't see how that executes very well. Again, you wrap yourself in a flag and then suddenly you go and toss that flag aside. Canadian nationalism is a card that you can play once. And if you choose not to play it or you pull it off the table, you can't just go come back to it. It's going to take some time before you get there. Now, as far as where a team might be, um, I think it'd be a collection of players. Like we got to consider uh, if they're playing North American teams in, in North American times, maybe it's a collection of players all playing from different locations. I mean, as unfortunate as that might be at this point in time, that might be the only ability that, uh, that can execute on. Um, is it necessarily be Canadian? Could it be American? I guess as long as we speak fluent English. Um, so the question here from, from Melt T, uh, 108, I don't necessarily believe, so English fluency, language fluency, I don't think is extremely important, uh, so long as the team can communicate to each other. But what I think has been missing, and I'll look at the existing runaway roster as, as someone who's been able to sit down with the players is that translation does create, um, difficulties in translation and communication that, that become more difficult to execute on. You know, there are, there are things that I might say in English, uh, you know, that are idiosyncratic and and don't translate well to Korean. And then conversely, whatever that might come back uh, in Korean doesn't necessarily translate into English. That's going to happen. You know, that's where, yes, you might have a translator and, you know, we at, at uh, RSP here, we've, we've relied on, on Michael G uh, at Jim on, on, on Twitter. And he's done a phenomenal job, but it's a game of telephone. You're, you're essentially getting a, a quote unquote middleman to pass a message along. And there's always going to be things that get lost in translation there. Now on the language note though, if the team can at least communicate to each other 
and an acceptable level of whatever language it happens to be, there needs to be a player, and I would think there would need to be more than one player, that has the capability of connecting to a Vancouver market where the primary language is English. I mean, it's sort of an expectation. And we talked a little bit about this in RSP Core today. When it comes to North American sports, the expectation is that you're able to go and talk in, talk English, in English uh, you're in front of the media, you're, you're talking to other players, going to the restaurant. Now, translation sometimes does take place. Some of the older players who um, speak a, a foreign language will, will help them along, but the players themselves will start to develop some form of capability. And I think the Vancouver Titans were. I mean, I, I had an opportunity to, to interview a, a number of them, and they could understand English, and they attempted. Like, I remember Bumper tried real hard to, to talk in English, and it was a phenomenal effort. Like, I, I, I love that. And Dante, um, I, I, he has a special place in my heart here. Uh, he come, came up to me and communicated in English. And when I tried to sort of use translation, he's like, no, let's talk in English. I want to practice. This is a guy, and I, I really hope he sticks with the team. And if he doesn't, I do wish him very well wherever he happens to go. But, you know, it, it shows me that, that you care and allows me to build this connection that I otherwise might not be able to, to build. Now, I'm not suggesting that if, you know, a team or players can't speak English, you can't connect in the community. But then as an organization, you have to work additionally hard to find ways to ensure that that communication is taking place. And if you were to consider, let's say like a, you know, a two minute video is produced, you know how much time it would take to produce, to translate and do all that. It's, it's just exponentially more time and effort. So I think just from a perspective of ease, English fluency, at least in, with a handful of players is, is important. Uh, the Vancouver Titans are retiring from Overwatch to play pro Valorant. Uh, thanks Omni. Good to see you're still trolling here in chat. Um, real talk from Schmidt Storm. And this is a shot for Timberland Concepts. Would they beat Boston? Well, considering how they took Team RSP to task, maybe. But uh, I, I know Boston is the meme, but I think the uh, <laughs> Boston Uprising do beat Timberland Concepts. Uh, let's see here. Uh, other questions that are coming into to chat. Um, I'm scrolling through here. Lot, you see, this is the great thing about this community. You guys are having your own conversation uh, about uh, the the team players, the Overwatch League. Uh, you don't need me here. I should just be here, you know, following along the conversation that you're having. Um, so, uh, KYJ92, I wish the Vancouver Titan Court had player chat rooms like other teams do. So... This is something we've actually touched on previously in the podcast, and it's a topic that's come up for discussion in, uh, you know, Titans Court as well as an RSP Court. The Vancouver Titans players um, join Discord for the most part. Um, Fisher and 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 Rujay Hong he had had yet to join. I don't know if we all ever see them join. The players were there. The only time that I can recall anyone from the coaching or player side of things that actually said something was in Dante. Again, I already told you the, the, the steps he went to, to talk to me individually. And he, he, he talked in, in discord, but it wasn't something that really ever took place. And I don't know why, I don't know if it was that the organization didn't encourage it. I don't know if the, the players, you know, didn't feel they could. I don't know if the players wanted, like, again, I, I'm not going to go and speculate. It's just that it didn't occur. And that is something I do see that you know, happen in, in other, you know, team discords where the players are involved. Um, I talked about this in my TED talk. Look at the Soul Dynasty. I mean, you've got the COO, Arnold, 
not only talking in Discord, but engaging fans on social media and Twitter. He talks to Vancouver Titans fans. I would love to have someone like that with the Vancouver Titans. You know, but hey, you know what? It doesn't have to be the COO. Just have a community manager that's present, someone who can actually speak to a variety of different topics and has the empowerment to actually engage us as people. I am not, as a fan, simply a statistic. And if that's the way that you think that I am, I am obviously completely off base here. And you know what? My fault. My bad for allowing you to consider me just nothing more than a statistic. But I am a person just as you are. And I think that's what, you know, the Vancouver Titans, unfortunately, are are struggling to have. Um, question, is there any change in the roster in the future or will be maintained this season? So I'm going to have to tell you that uh, there is going to be changes to the roster. I mean, we know there's one. I can't imagine if, let's say, the existing roster that we have today is without Janu, that they're just going to go and run with seven. I mean, yeah, Rujian could, I guess, go fill in. Someone could go fill in sort of off tank. But there were holes already. This is just now another hole. And I, if I was to roll the dice... I'm going to roll the dice with the expectation that we're going to see more players depart. I mean, Haxall is the most recent change in Titan Squad. He was actually one of the few players that hadn't removed Titans from their Discord name. Uh, he's changed that. He's now Haxall W. If these players were coming back, there is no way they'd all have continued to remove Vancouver Titans branding. I'm sorry. I just, now that that news has dropped, Unless it's a serious troll, and I don't think it is. This, this this roster, as we know it, is unfortunately not going to be uh, one that uh, that comes back. And I, I know that's unfortunately, you know, um, sad news to share. But it is just my opinion. And hey, all we can do as fans is is wait for for news to come out. Oh, first rule of leadership. Everything is your fault. Oh, Omni, man, you should have joined me for this. If you were going to join chat, you should have joined me. But I know, I know you were, you were concerned. Uh, Milt C108, uh, since the group that manages the Titans have experience with other organizations, they should have experience with communication with fans. Why do they not do the same with the Titans? Or are they like that with other organizations too? So first and foremost, and this is just, again, me, in my view, from the cheap seats. The organization has a number of people that work on a variety of different tasks, but the primary sort of focus is the Vancouver Canucks hockey team. Canucks sports and entertainment, Vancouver Canucks hockey team. Sort of makes sense. Now, the other properties that sort of fall under that banner, you have the, uh, I think it's called the Vancouver Arena Limited Partnership, but it's actually Rogers Arena, the, the building that they have here in Vancouver. You have the Vancouver Warriors lacrosse team, and then you have the Vancouver Titans. The Canucks staff uh, is probably the, the largest group there. Uh, Warriors and Rogers Arena have their own dedicated staff, but there's a lot of sort of sharing of responsibility. You know, they shift between, uh, you know, different areas likely due to the fact that uh, there's seasonal swings. Like when the Vancouver Titans or so the Vancouver Canucks aren't playing hockey, you know, I'm sure the staff are working hard planning for the following season, but they have more time on their hands. So when the Vancouver Titans came to be, I think there was a reliance on that existing relationship. I know for certain there were many Vancouver Canucks staff members who were working for the Vancouver Titans. Why? Because I know them from my time in, in working with the Vancouver Canucks over the last 15 years. I know that for certain. So knowing that the Vancouver Titans were leaning heavily on this, I think it just became down came down to sort of workload. But then there's also this maybe lack of you know delineation as to what someone can do and can't do. I also firmly believe that in partnering with Luminosity Gaming, there might have been some 
maybe misunderstanding, maybe sort of lack of clarity around to sort of who was going to do what. But ultimately, in, in the first season, there were struggles. I mean, it was quite clear. I mean, the only person that I know of that was purely a, a Titan staff member uh, was Maddie. And if you don't know who Maddie is, uh, then I, I would encourage you to ask. She is really well received here in the Titans community. So the Vancouver Titans decided that they needed to people. And we learned uh, sort of late in uh, 2019 that that was going to take the place. Again, sort of after us here at uh, Ready, Set, Pwn, uh, lit up a little bit to Ryan Nicholas, who actually is, he works for Vancouver Canucks, but is senior director of, of content uh, um, for uh, the team, but he's doing a lot of the Titan stuff. Uh, he sort of spoke with saying, we're trying to people. And he actually, um, you know, shared that understanding with us that uh, it was going a little bit longer than they expected, but they were going to have staff. And what do we now know is they do have staff. We see this in Discord, the content team, um, Samantha, Tristan, Robert, and uh, Connor, they all, they all engage with us at different levels and they, they exist and they're, they're doing work. I, I would love to say they do a lot of it. It's just, I don't know how much they're able to go and share with us. So, so where does this lead us? This is communication. So again, this is sort of my pie in the sky idea. Communication has been an area that takes time to evolve. When the Vancouver Canucks first got into social media, they actually partnered uh, with a company called Anton Sledgehammer. This company um, launched uh, this live blog experience where they actually took the community, the Canucks.com forums, and they took this social media community and they had it sort of as a fan run experience. Um, I didn't get the opportunity to actually go in the building, but they actually had, uh, you know, fans in the building moderating and running this live blog experience. And then Twitter sort of came out of that. And originally they also managed the social media account. The Vancouver Canucks then brought someone on on contract to do social media, and that contract position then became permanent. And over the years, what became of at Van Canucks turned into a number of different accounts. There was Canucks Game, uh, Canucks PR, and now we have at Canucks. So, why does that correlate to the Vancouver Titans? Well, in my experience, it takes time for this type of stuff to sort of build out. For one reason or another, it just does. And so, year one, didn't really exist. That was unfortunate. Year two, still not existing. The problem is it's actually much more significant because there doesn't appear to be someone in that place that can do that work. Level 99 had sort of that partnership in year one of the Vancouver Titans and sort of was present. Um, but again, it's not like they were better. I would suggest what we have now with the content team that, that the Vancouver Titans have is better. But again, there's this ability where someone is empowered to actually manage the community. If the Vancouver Titans have a community manager, I don't know who that is. I truly don't. I actually don't know who I can go and talk to. Um, I have different contacts. It's just I get kicked down the line. I mean, this last conversation I had with someone of the content team, I said, I'm going to answer your questions, only to tell me I can't answer any of your questions. So I, if, if we can, I'll ask you, you have a community manager or any plans to have one? Oh, what would, you know, the decision made is to not have one. I have bigger fish to fry right now with the roster. So I guess to answer your question, are they like that with other organizations? No, um, they do foster the community. But see, the thing is like the Vancouver Canucks, and I'll use them as a specific example, their forums are run by their community. Their fans are what makes that happen. The live blog was what was run by fans before they brought it in house. They used to have these meetups called tweet ups. It was fan driven. The fans were the ones who actually made them happen. The Canucks then slowly came in and then eventually they took those meetups in house. They brought them in house. They monetized them. In fact, they were partnered with Boston pizza and that's where they had those, those tweet ups. So they have an experience here and they do bring things internal, but it takes time. And I think that might be what's happening here. But again, if anyone from the Vancouver Titans is listening, myself, many of us in the community, we would love to share with you our ideas. I mean, 
Some of us will give it to you for free. You can't argue with free. Um, anything else that uh, I can address here? And we are sort of coming up to an hour, and I'd love to continue going on, but I had uh, promised the, the wife we wouldn't uh, go too long. Again, bonus episode, and we'll have more to say. I imagine Omni and Sam will be back for our regularly scheduled episode that will go live Wednesday high noon as they normally do. A um, couple points here as to sort of interaction, uh, NHL fan interaction. Um, I think it would vary based on teams. Uh, teams in the United States tend to interact at a different level than the teams in Canada do, but that has to do with sort of the fans in general. I would suggest that Canadian fans, for whatever reason or another culture, embrace hockey. Whereas in the United States, there's an embrace of basketball, football, NASCAR. Like hockey is not always number one, even in markets where those hockey teams are are, are really powerful. Um, anything else that I can quickly address here? Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. Is it time for the polar bear hour? <laughs> oh, uh, BPB, I wish you uh, were here earlier, but uh, we'll get that uh, get that in. Uh, da, 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 and yeah, I think, I think we've sort of reached the end here. And if there's any other questions that might come, anything else that you want to hear from me, uh, I would love to, to address them again, this, this live stream and this bonus episode, it's free forming, uh, as you've probably found from many of our previous or bonus episodes. Um, it's kind of like, uh, we just, you know, throw her into to neutral and we let her go. But it is something that I felt uh, was important to do. I mean, it's, it's Friday night. For those of you tuning into the podcast, bonus episode, you're going to be hearing it Saturday or over the course of the weekend. Uh, there's going to be more changes. If you are a Vancouver Titans fan, I'm going to encourage you to buckle up because it's going to be a wild ride. The ride is not over. The only thing that we know for certain, and again, certain with air quotes, is the Vancouver Titans are going to be returning to the Overwatch League schedule next weekend, playing two matches against teams in North America, at times very convenient to teams based in North America. I'll also ask if you haven't done so, is to join RSP Cord, or what would be known as Ready, Set, Pwn Discord. I mean, many teams and, and many supports groups, many podcasts of Discord communities were no different. But one of the things that uh, I've really, really been proud of is that our, our, our community has really embraced the idea of looking for this, this Titans team to succeed. And I know for some of you who are, are part of the community, if the changes occur as they are trending to occur, that might not be the case anymore. But I encourage you to remain part of this community. I don't want RSP to only be, you know, pro Vancouver Titans or anti Vancouver Titans. I mean, we want the Titans to succeed. It's the team that we're always going to continue to talk about until they are no more. But I'd like to think we take a very pragmatic approach to our support of the team, but we're also wanting the Overwatch League itself to succeed. It's sometimes difficult. Um, you know, when you have someone like Sinatra leaving, and I should point out that uh, John Spector had said, yes, the MVP skin will be released, and he wishes Sinatra well as he, you know, goes on in his, his sort of esports career. But I love playing this game. I know it's sometimes tough and I don't play it competitively. And so maybe that's why I continue to enjoy it, but it's not the actual game that keeps me coming back. It's the friends that I'm making playing this game. It's hanging out with people and having a good time. This game should be fun. The Vancouver Titans and us supporting them should be fun. Yeah. Fun. Maybe not 24 hours a day, but at the base level, we should enjoy supporting the team. We should enjoy watching them play. We should enjoy watching them win. We should enjoy watching them lose. 
If there's one thing that I miss about season one is some of the fun stuff that would happen. Like, yeah, you know, Bumper used to do Bumper things, but that was that was part of the fun. Sometimes Bumper things were good. Sometimes Bumper things were horrible, but we enjoyed that. And that's, I think, what's what's been missing this year, obviously, for a variety of reasons. And I do hope that the, the Vancouver Titans can, can look to get that back. If no news comes out between now and our next episode, that would be very unfortunate. I can't imagine the position that we're in right now where we're stuck in the state of limbo as, you know, the fan base simply twists in the wind, but it is what it is. You can rest assured that uh, we will be back with more information. We are your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans, and uh, we aim to continue to maintain that. And one last thing, as we do on each episode, at least over the last past while, is let you know about the Extra Life campaign. So for those that don't know, Extra Life is a campaign that has a simple premise. You play games to heal kids. And it's in support of the Children's Miracle uh, Hospital Network. And specifically for us here at RSP, we're supporting the BC Children's Hospital Foundation. We are fundraising over the course of the entire year. Uh, to help those sick and injured kids by raising money for for much needed uh, equipment, um, much needed space, and 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 ultimately the the little that we can do uh, to bring them towards uh, that goal is is for us um, what's most important. Now I understand in in the current state of the world, not everyone may have the opportunity to go and and contribute. Um, money towards this campaign. I get it. It is a year-long campaign, so maybe the opportunity might present itself later this year. But if you're unable to donate, that's perfectly fine. I encourage you to take part, though, Um, whether it's by spreading the word, whether it's joining Team RSP and helping us raise funds towards a goal that we have set of $1,500. And and anything that you can do to help us get towards that goal um, would be greatly appreciated. If you want to learn more about our campaign, uh, go to extra-life.org slash teams slash ready, set, poem. Uh, we have the link with the extra life cam- command uh, hyphen or hyphen exclamation point extra life here in uh, live chat. But also we have it linked on uh, ready, set, uh, If you just go to extra life 2020 and all the, the details are there. So. On behalf of myself, Chris Adlake Forrest, and the Missing in Action, but uh, will soon be back with me on the at Omni Strafe and Sam at another Sam Chan. Thank you for tuning into this special bonus episode. For those that tuned into live chat, to thank you for for spending time with me on a on a Friday evening or potentially a Saturday morning, if that happens to be the case, wherever you happen to be. Uh, we will be back as we always are each and every week, and we will talk to you about everything there is that you need to know on the Vancouver Titans. So with that. Those magical two words you've been waiting for. Catchphrase. Thank you.